Today I want to share with you what I consider to be one of the most important things. In learning how to have a relationship with God. And how to let God flow through you. To minister to other people. And in a nutshell, what I'm talking about is our own self-centeredness. Our own self-love is, in my estimation, the biggest barrier to us receiving from God and being able to be used by God. It's like yourself is Satan's beachhead in your life. It's where he's going to gain a toehold and everything comes from that. And if you can begin to start dealing with yourself in a scriptural way, I tell you, this just limits what Satan is able to do in your life. The source of all sin is self-centeredness, pride, loving self. You go all the way back to Adam and Eve, and if Adam and Eve hadn't have thought more about what they wanted, if they would have been more god Centered than they were self-centered. Then the temptation would have had zero effect upon them. And it's the same for every one of us. It's all the pride of our life. And seeking things and desiring this that leads to every other sin. You know, really, when we want to love a person that the Bible says we aren't supposed to love, it's not our mate, and we are tempted with adultery or something, in a since what we're saying is, God, my, my opinion, my desires are better than yours. And it's you Exalting yourself above the wisdom of God. Anytime that you don't give your tithes and you aren't free to give, it's because you are thinking about yourself and I need this more than God needs it. You could go to any sin, any problem in our life, and it all comes back to this self-centeredness. Look at these scriptures in John chapter 14. John chapter 14 verse 1, he started off by saying, Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. 
tegwera likiriranga mukirize katonda era nange muzikirize most people think that's totally unreasonable you can't do that abantu nabasinga balokuza kintu tekisoboka kintu tesubana chikola he was talking to his disciples just hours before they were going to see jesus taken from them by force yali ayogera eri abayigirizwabe zirunoze sawe zaizisemba yonga yesu tanabajibwako na amanyi and then crucified and buried okubanga bamukomerera bamuzike and he's saying don't let your heart be troubled when you see these things well see most people would say you can't do that but that's because they are so self-centered Jesus went on down after all of these things I haven't got time to go from verse to verse but if you drop down to John 14 28 Jesus said this you have heard how I said unto you I go away and come again unto you if you loved me you would rejoice because I said I go unto the father for my father is greater Jesus was talking to these same disciples and he says you've heard me say that I'm going to my father if you loved me you would rejoice because I'm going to my father because he's greater than I you know what he's saying here is that if these disciples truly loved Jesus more than they loved themselves they wouldn't have been sorrowful and defeated and depressed in between the time of the, res- uh, the crucifixion and the resurrection. Now again, many people think that's unreasonable. You can't mean this. But this is exactly what Jesus said. And here's the logic behind it. That Jesus had been persecuted and spoken evil of and he had suffered like no person on the face of the earth had ever suffered and even if they didn't understand the resurrection even if they didn't understand that his physical body would be resurrected and then he'd go back to his father if they would have just thought about this that when the uh, Romans killed him and he died they could have said well at least Jesus is back with his father the one that he loves so much the one that he constantly talked about he's not going to suffer the reproach and the ridicule of people anymore he's now back in the presence of God and if they were thinking more about what would satisfy 
glorify and bless Jesus. Than they were about themselves. Then they could have rejoiced in this one fact that at least he's with his father. We know he is now. Uh, comforted and satisfied and everything's okay. But you know why they were so upset in between the crucifixion and the resurrection? It wasn't because they were Jesus conscious. It's because they were self-conscious. They were saying, we thought he was the Messiah. Now, what are we going to do? What about us? What about our future? If they've killed our master, the soldiers can't be far behind. They're coming after us. They were thinking thoughts like, man, we thought he was the Messiah. And now he's dead. You know what? We now look like fools. We gave up everything. We gave away our fishing business. We don't have anything to go back to. What are we going to do? You see, those are all selfish thoughts. Jesus is saying, if you love me more than you loved yourself, you would rejoice. I've literally been at funerals before where children died and it was tragic. And people were talking about, you know, it's so terrible. She's not going to get her first birthday. She won't know what it's like to have her first tricycle, first bicycle, first day of school, first date, first kiss. To have children, to have all of these things. They were just crying and mourning. And they asked me to speak and comfort them. And basically the approach I took is I said look I'm not saying that it's totally wrong for you to grieve because this was a tragic situation but it helps if you understand that what you're grieving about is really you are going to miss her first birthday you are going to miss the first tricycle, the first bicycle, the first day of school, the first date, the first kiss, etc. Because she, this little girl, was in the presence of God. And I said, she's never going to miss it. Having a birthday cake on your first year is nothing compared to being in the presence of God. If we really just think about what is best for her, 
her then we could rejoice and find comfort in the fact that thank you father you were taking care of them really all of our grief is centered in self-centeredness. It's in our selfishness. Here's a scripture a little back that up. It's Proverbs 13.10. It says, Only by pride cometh contention, but with the well-advised is wisdom. Only by pride. It didn't say it's a leading cause. It's a major cause for certain types of personality. This is what causes contention. No, it says the only cause of contention is pride. Now some people disagree with that because they don't understand what pride really is. They just think of arrogance as pride. But it's like having a stick. You know a stick has two opposite ends on it. And yet it's the same stick. One end might be called arrogance but the same stick just an opposite manifestation is timidness shyness that is extreme pride and I can say that with all uh, confidence because I used to be very timid and I can tell you what I was thinking when I met people I couldn't even tell you what their name was I couldn't talk I was literally tongue-tied I couldn't speak to a person that I didn't know and it was all because I was thinking what are they thinking about me it was all self-centeredness timidness shyness is extreme if you define pride as self-centeredness and I believe that that's the root cause I believe that that is the bottom line so when you look at it this way only by self-centeredness comes contention. The only thing that makes you angry is not what people do to you, but rather it's how alive to yourself. How in love with yourself you are. If you were truly dead to yourself, the way that the Bible says we supposed to be you wouldn't respond the way you do you could take a corpse and put it in front of me and I could kick the corpse spit on the corpse and 
How do you say this? Corpse. Osovolo kufuno mnambo nuguteka maso gange nengu samba, nengu vuma, nengu wandulirama lusu. Insult the corpse, ignore the corpse, but if it's a corpse, it wouldn't care because it was dead. Nengu yisiza darabubi, na yoro kubanti mnambo, omnambo tekuja kufayo luachikubanga, mufu. The Bible says we're supposed to be dead to ourselves. Bible yetu gamantino tuteke dua okufa eriecho chetuli. You know the reason it hurts you so much when people say things, ignore you. Omanyiru wachichikuluma nyonga bantu bakogere debigambo eranga balinganga abakulesewo criticize you because you are so alive to yourself kubanga obamula munyo eliyecho chyo you can't control other people tusobola kubanga ofuga abantu abalala you know what you can do you can control what's on the inside of you ato manyicho sobola kukola osobola kufugira dalala echo choli munda kwe makes you respond the way you do to other people ngache chikuletero kwanu kula abantu abalala mungeri jo abantu kula that is your self centeredness nga elecho engeri je wero woza kogwe god is not going to kill self katonda tagenda kut I've actually had some people come up to me after I teach on these lines and ask me to cast self out. I can't cast self out as long as you're breathing. You are going to have a self. But what you can do is begin to die to it. You can make a decision like in Romans chapter 12. Where it says, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your body a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. You can offer yourself and say, God, I'm turning from root my own life and loving myself and I'm going to love you first. I'm going to put the kingdom of God first and I'm going to esteem other people better than myself what it says in Philippians chapter 2. God, I put you and other people ahead of myself. And you begin to deny yourself. You never totally arrive, but you do leave. And you have to head in this direction. I pray that God will use this to show you that it's in loving God and other people and not yourself. That you will find out what true happiness and satisfaction is all about.